Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she is going to introduce herself. Hey, y'all. I'm Ava Grayson Granger, the reigning Miss South Carolina Collegiate. Awesome, Grayson. Well, I'm so glad to sit down and chat with you for another time, and I'm glad the listeners get to hear a little more about what you have been doing since, you know, a few months ago when we last talked. So, like you said, you are the Miss South Carolina Collegiate America. Let's talk about, you know, why you wanted to compete in this pageant and why this system is ultimately for you. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back. I had the best time with you last time just talking about my history and pageants, and I'm really, really excited to now really focus on the Miss High School America organization because I have a really deep and profound love for this organization. I am a student at heart. I love school, so the fact that the titles are relevant to your academic career is something that I really appreciate and admire about the organization. It values high morals, community service, and all the things that I think make pageantry really special, including a banquet and fun fashion in these moments where you get to really celebrate your individuality and the love of dressing up, which I think is present in a lot of pageant girls, if not all of us. So it's it's an incredible experience. I've had the privilege to be able to compete in the junior high division and the high school division for Miss High School America. So I know how much fun and what a true pleasure it is to be a part of the organization and to compete. So I really was looking for something to kind of to, to be able to really have fun with it and enjoy the experience of competing. And that's exactly what you get here at the High School America organization. Absolutely. And another thing that I think isn't said enough is that you guys get an all expenses paid Jeep at the end of the week (laughs) of winning. So whoever wins Miss Collegiate America gets that, you know, key to the Jeep when she wins on stage. And so if you were to win, what would be the first accessory you added to the Jeep? Oh my goodness. Well, the collegiate title holder along with all of the title holders at Miss High School America, certainly are spoiled. It is just mind-boggling to think how much support the Miss High School America organization has, especially from its sponsors. If I am so lucky, I think the first thing that I would do to the Jeep, hmm, I think I'd probably do an accessory on the key ring because that's something that you keep really close to you and it's really personal. And yeah, I would, I would figure out a custom key ring situation. <laughs> I love that. I hadn't got to ask that question yet. So I thought it'd be just a fun one just to throw in there because that is I love that. It's so awesome that they're able to give away something that you can, I mean, you get all these amazing sponsor gifts that you also get to keep, but something large and that you can drive is a whole different excitement that comes along with it. So, you know, going back into the real world of pageantry, what are you most excited for heading into that week at Little Rock? I am truly so excited to get back on stage and to be in an interview room and hopefully have the opportunity to speak on stage. I take a lot of joy in competing in pageants and that's something that makes me really happy. It's one of my passions. So as much as I'm excited for all of the events and spending time with everyone, I am especially ready to be on stage and be in the interview room. So you like being on stage and being in the interview room. Which do you think is your favorite phase of competition? My favorite phase of competition is actually the little combination of both. I 
deeply love on stage question, which I think makes me kind of a weirdo, but I really love the surprise element of it. The fact that it's one question and you get to speak to the entire room of people along with the entire live stream or broadcast that is being done for the show. It's just, it's a really special moment of a really unique amount of adrenaline and chance to really be a voice for what it is that you care about. And I think it's a really unique and important part of the competition. With using that voice, you do have the Brave platform for the High School America system. What have you been doing to promote the Brave platform in your own special, unique way? I love building respect and values for everyone, Brave, the platform of this High School America. I think it is so special because, for one, it approaches bullying prevention from a positive standpoint, and it promotes a general way of life that will prevent bullying in and of itself. So you can talk to preschoolers about it, or you can talk to people in the workplace who are my, where my peers are going, because bullying can happen to anyone, anywhere, at any time. So... I love that about the platform and especially love that you can then take that and bond it with your passions. For me, I've been able to make Brave really special and really something that I care about so much because one, I have experienced bullying and two, I've been able to to blend my passions with it. I love health and wellness and I think mental health is so incredibly important. I also am a really big believer in staying true to who you are and your values. So building respect and values for everyone has become living brave for me. And it's where I promote it as a daily practice, a lifestyle of making brave a part of who you are. Thinking about those values that are really important to you. How do you want to live your life? How do you want people to treat you? And then giving that same energy and that same intention to those around you. And I hope that by leading by example, sharing how I'm living on social media and talking to groups is going to encourage others to consider the Brave platform and incorporate it into their own lives. That is so awesome. And going along with that Brave platform, I have loved watching your Instagram stories the past few weeks. <laughs> You've been posting a lot about gardening and being out in, you know, yes. so what was your, you know, Kickstarter to wanting to start your own garden area? That is so awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. I have been so blessed to grow up on a farm in the middle of nowhere with my only neighbors being family. And my grandparents live, you know, quote unquote, next door. And my granddad actually started the garden and put a lot of love into it. And it was his love for the garden that really got me involved and interested because I love spending time with him. Any excuse to hang out with my granddad is going to be taken advantage of for sure. So, and I love food. I love health and wellness. I'm a big veggie girl and it just, it's so perfect. It really fills so many parts of my life and my soul. And it's a really great form of self-care, good for the environment, makes really yummy dinners. And it's just 10 out of 10. Recommend anybody to try and grow a garden. (laughs) I love it. That's what one of the things I've been noticing on your social media was the garden. I was like, I have to ask, you know, what was her, you know, start behind it? You know, what was her reasoning? And so I'm so glad that you could talk about that on here as well as, you know, talking about the Brave platform as well as talking about a little more what you've been doing. So I know the listeners have gotten to know you a little bit more in the previous episode, but for those that are chiming in just for this episode to hear about, you know, you competing at Miss Collegiate, what was your 
you know, want or need to come back to the system after competing in the junior high um, a couple years back? Yeah, I, you know, we change so much as we grow and we learn. And since the last time that I've competed in this system, I feel not like a completely different person, but just as such an evolved version of myself. And like I said, I love competing. I wanted to to come back to the High School America organization and really get to enjoy the experience of competing and, and really take love in that passion that I have. And then since being crowned Miss South Carolina Collegiate, I've gained so much from being a title holder, so much more than I even realized that I was going to gain from being a part of this organization because I think now that I'm older and I've had more life experiences that I've made it through high school and I've had a lot of formative experiences behind me. I can really appreciate the growth that I've been through and the growth that I'm going through. I have found so much purpose and identity and being a big sister to my sister queens and in appreciating the things that the Miss High School America organization uplifts and promotes like my values, like my living brave initiative and leading by example and being a role model for literally everyone that you interact with. And it's just, it's been, I knew that I would get a lot out of coming back to the system, but I have gained so much more than I even expected. Absolutely. And recently, you guys with the South Carolina, North Carolina family had done a huge get together weekend. (laughs) house, I guess it was. Yes, the retreat. Yes, weekend retreat. So what was that whole experience like? I know that there were some other girls that are from the South Carolina, North Carolina area that also got invited. That is Vermont or Iowa. Mm -hmm. So what was it like being able to just spend time with your sister queens? I must admit, I can vividly remember watching the former Miss South Carolina Collegiate Marlers stories and updates from the retreat last year. And it looked like the absolute best time and so much fun. And I really, really loved keeping up with it. And then to get to experience this year was surreal. It was genuinely just as much fun as it looked, if not more, because you really get to have a giant sleepover with your sisters. You get to know each other better on a more personal level. You're all preparing for nationals together and you get to become so much closer and supportive. And you realize that it's not a competition against one another, but more just like a, a group activity and it's teamwork and it's so much fun. And Crystal and the entire team and staff of South Carolina and North Carolina High School America really are just some of the best people to have in your corner and to get to work with. And that's been really a highlight of my experience so far is getting to work with Carson and Crystal and Marla and Marley. It was, it was really incredible. Absolutely. So going from that weekend, what is something that maybe you learned from the weekend or something that y'all did that kind of prepared you more for nationals in the end of June? Absolutely. So At its core, the retreat is preparation for nationals. We prepare our walks. We do interview prep. We talk about our wardrobe. We take social media pictures so that we can be posting those before we get to competition. It really is an intensive weekend for preparation. I think for me, as I've talked about many times whenever someone asks, you know, how are you preparing for Miss Collegiate America? I think mental prep is the most important thing that we can be doing in general, making sure that we are the best versions of ourselves, that we're growing, that we're becoming more and more who we are by becoming better. 
And during that week, I got some really solid, really impactful advice from all of the staff where I knew that they were thinking of me and, and it was very just thoughtful, sincere advice that I felt seen and heard by. And I've been really holding on to that and keeping it in mind as I make wardrobe decisions and think about, you know, what do I want to say? What do I want to be doing with the last couple of days that I have before we head off to Little Rock? And it's, it's been really great to have that in my pocket. So going from that, you mentioned your wardrobe. What has been your favorite thing about creating this specific wardrobe? I love that the Miss High School America organization really celebrates, you know, going extravagant with wardrobe. And you see some of the most beautiful gowns and most gorgeous fun fashions and most interesting interviews. And it really is like a wardrobe pageant. I love seeing what everyone wears every year. So it's been really fun to play around with who do, who, who am I now that I'm older and I've had these experiences and I'm changing and growing. And then how do, what's going to present that the best? What do I feel like this new mature version of me in? And that's been really fun to kind of ask those questions and try on things that I typically wouldn't have tried on and see, you know, what suits me and what feels like where I'm at right now. I know we talked about in the last episode what had described your other previous wardrobes going into competition. So I know this is one of those hard questions, but what would be a word or maybe a sentence that describes your wardrobe going into this year's competition? Oh, goodness. It's still it's still coming together, truthfully. So at the moment, it's incomplete. But as a whole, my wardrobe is soft and elegant, clean, classy. And those are the things that I strive to be in my life always. Those are values and characteristics that I really cling to and who I hope to continue to grow into. So definitely, that would be my summary. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love it. That is so awesome. And going back to, we also mentioned mental health, and that's one of the best ways of preparing and, you know, mentally and also physically as well. But what are some tools that you could give the listeners for preparing themselves mentally before going into competition or even going into everyday life? I love this. I'm so glad that you asked this. I think there's a like a lot of elements to taking care of your mental health, but three things that you can really focus on is one, your environment. Surrounding yourself with the right energy or the right people, the whatever it is that makes you feel at peace with yourself and comfortable and safe, I think that is the foundation for solid mental health is keeping the right people in your corner and making sure that you prioritize those people in your life. From there, making your physical health a priority, not for appearance, but for health and for a love of yourself and wanting to eat good food because it's going to fuel your body and it's going to help you function at your highest capacity, getting a lot of sleep because you know that that's good for you and focusing less on your appearance and more on just your health as a whole, I think is really important. And then the last is to take those extra steps of self-care that sometimes can seem a little gimmicky or cliche. And you might even 
think at the moment, like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this, like journaling, like saying affirmations, like taking those five minutes of meditation, if you can, if you can clear your mind and really trying to do those acts of self-care, because eventually you'll start to realize that like, this isn't silly because it works for me. And getting like over that ledge for me, I struggled with affirmations a lot because, you know, if you're struggling with self-love and you tell yourself that you are loved, you tell yourself that you are beautiful, you tell yourself that you are confident, but you don't feel that, it's really hard to continue pushing through until you eventually start believing it. But once you get over that like ledge, I've noticed a huge change and I would really encourage people to keep pushing through and find the things that work for them. One of the other big things being a part of the pageant world, it really is tough, is kind of letting others' comments or others, you know, ideas of you get into your head or your thought process or kind of throw you off your game. What is one of the best things for, you know, listeners or even yourself to do to not let others get to you through comments or through conversations or, you know, through the grapevine? Like, what is one thing that you can, you know, say to, kind of give them that push of courage, like, don't worry about those people. Yeah, I love this because it reminds me of why I've had to kind of go on a journey to rebuild self-love. And a huge part of that was that I lost my sense of self and my identity. And that was because of bullying and because I allowed what other people's opinions and visions and understandings of who I was to infiltrate my own understanding of myself. And that caused me a lot of struggle and a lot of confusion and which led to that loss of self-love and that loss of confidence and, and that loss of identity for me. And the greatest thing that I have done on this journey is to, to sit back and, re- and rethink who am I or who do I want to be? And really have that hard talk with myself and figure out ideally what does my best self look like. So to anyone who's preparing for a competition and is getting a lot of conversation about like this is what you should wear. No, this isn't look good. Blah, 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 blah. I would suggest for them to sit down and say what does my best self look like? Where do I feel my my most self? Who do I want to be? What is the most me? And then once you have that like re- solidified identity and that reoriented sense of self, you can not only build so much more self-love from that because you admire those parts of you and you're more aware of the things that you love about yourself, but then it guides your decision-making so much because now you know this is who I am. So this aligns with me or this doesn't. And when someone says something that's kind of like off the wall and it doesn't align with you, you can feel much more confident in yourself and know that like you're not taking that opinion because you're basing it on who you are and not what their opinion is. That was amazingly said. I feel like I needed to hear that on a level, but also I know that there's a lot of girls that um that I just keep running into at patterns and they're like, what do I do with this? What do I do with the, I wouldn't say so much of haters, but it's almost doubters. What do I do with that? And so that was, I'm so glad that you said all of that because that's definitely it nailed it right on the head. That's what people need to hear. Truthfully, that's been kind of an epiphany for me in the past couple of months. And that's come from the Miss High School America organization because their values and their image aligns so much with who I understand myself to be and who I want to be that 
promoting this organization and becoming a bigger part of it has helped me realign that identity for myself and gaining that from being a part of it has made me so much more aware of how to answer questions like that and how to offer advice to others because I'm figuring it out on my own, you know? So I'm, I'm hope it helps. I'm really happy with that, like understanding that I've come to. <laughs> Absolutely. And we had talked about affirmations or words of affirmation and journaling. What are some of the steps to kind of get that started? I know we mentioned it's probably a thing to do, but what has that you've seen has changed the most from being able to do those things, even though they're very cliche? Yeah. Um, for journaling, for one, I definitely would recommend maybe starting with something like a identity journaling of who am I? What are things that make me feel my best? What makes me feel like myself? And trying that out. Gratitude journaling is always an incredible way to go. Or devotionals can be a form of journaling for people where they use their faith to express and understand what it is that they're going through and, and take care of their mind that way. For affirmations, I think the key is to make them relevant to what you're doing. Make them believable. So if you are struggling with self-love, then you can't say like to yourself, you just can't keep saying, I'm confident, I'm confident, or I am beautiful, I am beautiful, because you don't believe it. So instead saying something like, I am working on the best version of myself every day, or I, get my, I give my best effort every day, or I am a kind person because I make it a priority. Saying things that you know that you believe already and then once you become confident in that belief, then you can start feeling confident. Then you can start feeling loved because you've built that up and you've proven it to yourself through your affirmations. That's what's really worked for me. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so awesome. I had one of my uh, one of my coaches, Glitter and Goals, Danielle Phelps, she had she had sent me my affirmation. She was like, this is what you need to hear. And because like, I, you know, we do a lot of personal, like, you know, journey gathering, you know, what has happened in the past? What am I doing to help myself in the future? Like how do I, you know, be present in the moment, but as well as thinking ahead of goals and ideas of what I want to do with my life. But one of the things was she realized that it was a funny, a funny statement, but she said, you're flatlining life. And I, said, what? excuse me. And she said, think about when you're in a hospital and somebody passes away and it flatlines. She was like, that is almost, you know, the same too, as you're just kind of riding, riding along down the street and just kind of hanging there. You're not hanging your head out the window. You're not driving erratically. Like you're doing nothing, but just driving, no music, no nothing. She said, we need to, you know, turn the music on in the car, roll the windows down, get excited. You know, and even if it's a sad day and it's raining, turn the windshield wipers on. Don't just drive without, you know, see. And so it's one of the best things that I think has absolutely helped me is realizing for myself. And I know a lot of other people I've talked to that will be listening to this video know it themselves as well is we don't like to get excited about the little moments that happen of, you know, today I had a really bad morning and I wasn't going to let that define my day, but I get to Starbucks and they had the oat milk that they said they didn't have online. So it's being excited about the little thing. And that's what really, it kind of changed, it's changed my mindset for sure about life is I'm not here to flatline and just ride through life with no music, the windows up, just kind of both hands on the steering wheel. Like I'm here to turn the music on. I'm here to, you know, make sure my windshield wipers are going, even if it's a bad day, like making sure that I'm on the right track, but still enjoying every little excitement along the way, even though 
bigger goal or a destination I'm trying to get to. And that was just one of those things that I had never heard it put in that way. And it's very interesting. And especially with every conversation I have with you, Grayson, like I always like epiphany moments of like, wow, like I've never heard it that way. Or I've never thought about it that way. Like I literally have the chills right now. I'm like, oh my God. Like it just is really, it's very helpful. So just know that your words that you're using really are helpful to people, even myself, but other girls, you never really know whose life you've changed in just using your words. So keep doing that, keep talking, keep, you know, especially speaking on the Brave platform, speaking on, you know, your own platform of living, you know, living your life through Brave, living a healthy lifestyle, mentally healthy lifestyle. And it's just really amazing. Thank you so much, because that is is truly what I hope to do with Living Brave is it was born out of me talking and people saying like, hey, I've struggled with this too and finding community in that and support. So that's just everything that I could ever hope to hear. Thank you. Of course. And, you know, we've come to that point in the podcast where we like to ask everyone the same final question. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? As we heard in this podcast today, pageants have positively impacted me because they have helped me realign my identity and helped me with my sense of self and helped me on a journey to rebuild self-love through being Miss South Carolina Collegiate and being a part of the Miss High School of Miracle organization and promoting the platform, building respect and values for everyone, I've been able to heal from some experiences I've had in the past and connect with others and really become so much more in tune with my sense of self and my feeling of self-love. I've gained sisters and friendships in a community through Living Brave, my personal initiative, and I am forever indebted and grateful for that. That is truly amazing. And again, thank you so much for joining on this episode. The two one previous to this were your junior high school and your high school, South Carolina America sisters. And next week, you will hear from the North Carolina High School America girls for junior high, high school, and collegiate. So I'm so excited and I cannot wait to see you go to Little Rock and do your thing on stage. I'm so excited to see your wardrobe as well as all the girls coming from South Carolina, North Carolina, even if they may not have a South Carolina, North Carolina title, but still being from the state, I'm very proud of all of you guys. And again, thank you to Miss Crystal for, you know, being an amazing support system, especially by promoting promoting you guys as well as promoting my podcast. I have never felt more loved from a system than you guys. And I... I just cannot thank you guys enough. So really, again, thank you to the South Carolina, North Carolina High School America system, collegiate and junior high. But again, you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys.